Hello, everybody. What's going on out there on a Tuesday afternoon, four o'clock or so? I really wanted to check this new uh, soundboard I had, so I wanted to make sure uh, I'll be all set for Saturday. I have nobody to test it with, and I was wondering if you guys can hear me. And if you can see me on the YouTube side. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Number one, Becky, can you see me? Can you hear me? Uh, there is a delay, like usual. Is that a yes? Sounds great. And you look good, too. Oh, Becky. Alrighty, so my audio board is working fine. The webcam is working fine. Mostly with this new soundboard. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Of course, I got to start out my little spiel. I don't have much at all to go by today. You know, it's a Tuesday night. No Oak Island. I wanted to come on early for the guys across the pond. It's probably 9 or 10 o'clock there. I always got to thank my uh, paid YouTubers on my membership site. A lot of them are leaving, but uh, that's okay. It's off-season, but I can still use your support throughout the summer months. I mean, the first grade, it's only 75 cents a week. If we can pull a couple together on that, it would help out tremendously. I want to thank my soldiers and my captains. Um, Roxy and Mike and Annette and Annette and Jez D and Wayne and Starlene and Renee. Special call out to Judy and Barbara. <clears throat> They're always supporting me. Daniel and Mike for their extra support. And uh, without them, we don't run. I mean, new chairs, new webcams, soundboard. The guys donate for uh, uh, the 22nd uh, B Live is 300. The soundboard was 150. $80 for editing software on a yearly basis. Everything seems to be coming up at once, but we do what we can do to keep on moving. You know what I mean, guys? Hello, Sandollar Ray, Face of America, Rod, Becky. Unbelievable. And I haven't heard a thing on a show I might discuss is uh, the lost gold of World War II. We will discuss that show if it ever comes on. Hello, Curtis. Yeah, my soundboard was brand new, Curtis. And we can really do any trivia because all of a sudden I must have hit a knob or I must have hit a control knob and I screwed up the soundboard. This thing is huge. It's double the size of my other mixer. And now I hope when we have a show Saturday that you guys can hear my guests because it'll be the first time with my new soundboard with the uh, with guests on Saturday night. And if you guys call in, that you can hear them and they can hear you. All go through this mixer, and I'm not a tech guy. Hello, Tim. How are you in Savannah? Tom Burns. Yep. 
I'm not a tech person. I hate all this tech stuff. I swear to God. But I guess this electronic stuff just burns out. When you buy used and abused stuff, after a while, well, why doesn't it work? You go through the positions of this fact, that fact. Go on the internet. Go on YouTube. After a while, it's just old. And the motherboard just says, okay, Johnny, uh, no more. And without you guys telling me, you know, I don't know what's going on. Hello, Tanya from Portugal. I thought I'd catch you. I says, I got to get Tanya. And uh, I'm glad I caught you live. I love the stuff you're sending to uh, Renee. You have uh, a lot of intuition on what to make with the show. I just love it. I just love it. Hello, Judy. Surprise, surprise, surprise. But uh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I know there's some birthdays that go out to the cast members, uh, Tanya. But people that are not on Facebook anymore or don't come into the room at all, uh, a lot of times uh, we will do birthdays, but not really. If they're active in my chat, no problem. But if they're nowhere to be found anymore, happy birthday to them, but I'm not going to be posting it. Hello, Robert Lewis. And also, I see all your guys' posts. Some are doubles, some are not. I see all the posts. I see all the welcome to the chat. I see all the uh, thanks for adding me. But I want my chat to be clear with text. I want my chat to be clear with information. And I don't want to uh, get the chat full of uh, big emojis. That's why I only allow small ones and statements. So the chat flows on. It's not full of uh, stuff. Some people don't like it. Some people like it. That's what I go by. Also, Tammy's at home. She's going to give me a call when she's uh, rested up. So she's at home. She's out of the hospital. And having uh, the big treatments uh, at home. So I want to wish her. Um, some progress and what she's going through. It's a tough situation. Uh, my wife had cancer and uh, we didn't make it, but every day is another day. One day at a time, Tammy, one day at a time. And Tom Burns says, hey, Judy, great news. Atlantic bubble is moving forward and might be ahead of plan. Fantastic, Tom. Right here in our state, they just lifted all the uh, restrictions in the state. But then when I'd ha I had to give blood yesterday for my blood work, it had, you know, masks are required. Well, I always have my black uh, uh, mask uh, available. And, of course, some guy comes in, no mask, young kid, who did his appointment online. So they got to go through all that stuff that they do it online. I just walk in there and have like a uh, sit-down appointment. I don't do all that online appointments, only with certain doctors. But at the blood test place that the doctors want you to go, you can just walk in. 
They got a kayaks that you put in your information and they take you right in. So that was it. And Virginia, thanks for coming in. Also, I got my soldiers here that are still with me. I thank you so much. That's 75 cents a week, minus 30%. Uh, helps me out a lot. With uh, Michelle and Scott and Dania, Josh, Virginia, Gene, Cindy, and Becky. I thank you so much. There's a lot of people, too. There's some that have this, like, 75 cents or per month, two ninety nine, coming out of their credit card or checking account on a monthly basis. Uh, please check. Because every month, all of a sudden, people just drop off, and then they contact me. But what happened? I don't know how Google works as far as taking that $2.99 out of your credit card with tax every month, that you have a recurring payment, that they should take it out automatically. Uh, I'm not sure on that. So please check if you're still viable. If you bought my uh, paid YouTube membership, for those perks, please check that out on a monthly basis. Um, I get a sheet, but like now, like seven or eight people dropped off, but that's, you know, seasonable. Maybe they'll just donate during the season, but some people I contact, they say, no, I have, I have it on a occurring basis on a monthly basis, but yet Google or the credit card, something's happened. So please check that for me. Thank you very much. Hi, Ray. How you doing, Ray? What's going on? Thank you, Virginia. Just make sure it does it every month. I thank you so much for your support. And Jazz Dia, same thing. So who knows? Maybe they're switching credit cards or whatever they're doing. I have no idea. And I thank you for your support. Every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. So you guys getting hyped up for Saturday night's uh, podcast. We got Michael and Oliver. From dot to dot in Oak Island Research that will just be going back and forth on their vault theory. Their theory is just as good as anybody else's theory. So we'll listen to what they say. Not too many questions you got for me to ask them, but uh, you can maybe call in live if it's not conf too confusing and ask them yourself on uh, questions on their vault theory. And Oliver's got a lot of different uh, angles on the 90-foot stone. A lot of different angles. That's what I like. Different angles and giving these guys an opportunity on my platform. And um, I hope all the connections are right. Oliver is in France. Dot to dot. Michael, he's in the USA. Yeah, Mike. I like it when somebody brings a different angle, a different perspective to Oak Island. I mean, we hear them all, but when I hear something new, I want to get them on. And I'm glad they accepted to come on and be more recognized. I mean, you'll be seeing these guys. Some people on YouTube just narrate, but um, that's up to them. But you can meet them face-to-face, -face, speak to them, talk to them, because it'll be the first time I met them. I mean, I email them and PM them in Messenger. But I like to keep it fresh. 
So, you know, I won't really meet him until Saturday, maybe a half an hour uh, before showtime to make sure everything's working. Yup, Tom. They're going to let it all hang out Saturday. Anything you want to ask them, if you want to print it out, I mean, uh, put it in comments. I can print it out to make sure we'll get your questions in. And it'll be a great time. I'd like to give you guys something different. And I think this is something different. What do you think, guys? Sand Dollar Ray. We're doing fine. Very good. Very good. But this new sound mixer, it must have 1, 2, 3, 4, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. 100 dials. Maybe 35 inputs. A slider bar. Buttons all over the place. Buttons flashing. Numbers, because you can do effects on here. I can do echoes and everything else. I don't touch anything. That's all I want to do is just hear my voice or hear Judy if she calls in. And that's all we're doing. Thank you, Tanya from Portugal. Keep up the good work, John. We are corns love it. Yeah. Yeah. And you keep up all that stuff, Tanya. We love it. We post it up. Renee posts it up. I know it's only 4.30 here. So California's well, 1.30. England's maybe 9 o'clock. So, so we're getting this rain lately, a lot of rain lately. The heat, the rain, the thunderstorms. So we're getting a lot of storms here. It's supposed to clear out tonight. And Curtis, looking forward to Saturday night show. It should be awesome. Yeah, Curtis. Don't forget, it's on 6 o'clock Eastern time because Oliver is seven hours ahead of us in France. By just crossing my fingers that his connection is good. Um, I don't know until we blast it, you know what I mean? Tanya, that's a good time for you, right, Tanya? 9.30. You catch me live. So five hours. Okay. All righty. But, um, yeah, the Saturdays are getting really slow in the early hours because people are enjoying the summers. It's still light out here at 8.30. So that's why I do the quest after dark on Saturdays. So it's 9 p.m. You know, people are done eating. People are home, maybe relaxing. I don't know what they're watching on TV if it's not sports or reruns or whatever the heck they do in the summer. So I thought 9 o'clock for a couple of Saturdays in the summer is a good time. Well, people log in 9 o'clock Eastern time in the USA to watch the show. So 7 o'clock will be back very shortly. But right now, I think uh, Quest After Dark at 9 p.m., Except for like now, we have some uh, guest appearances. We'll flex on their schedule. So it's not too late for them. It'll be 1 o'clock in the morning for Oliver. So uh, I'll tell him to drink a lot of coffee because I think it's going to be a good maybe two-hour show. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yep, Tanya, Sunday nights is still a... Yeah, and I'm sort of mad at Facebook, guys. Like tonight, I'm going to try to do some reruns of some shows, partial. But I always used to like doing the watch parties. Put 13 
videos together of Oak Island of the past. We can chat. But no, Facebook took watch party off. I don't know why. Maybe somebody was live streaming pay-per-views on Facebook. That's against the rules. People, some of them, ruin it for everybody else. You know what I mean, guys? And Jazdia, see the rain here. We're having health to learn for fires. Yeah, Jazdia, I see uh, Lake Mead. Is it Lake Mead? It's dropping another 30 or 40 feet. Oh, my lordy, lordy. You're in a drought out there and a heat wave. Yep. And, but here we got the sinuses, the pollen. Could be great one day. Junk about three or four days in a row. So you sort of get used to it. All the different seasons here. I hate the snow. Can't really shovel or do any of that anymore. But uh, part of the season. Part of the seasons, you guys. And Judy says she also needs rain. Then the California fires, I see that last year, and they say it's going to get worse. And now it's hurricane season. They say as the earth warms up even more, the storms will be more and more violent because when it's warm during the day, all that warmth creates energy. And when the energy rises up in the atmosphere and hits the coolness, everything breaks out. You know what I mean? Everything breaks out. All righty. If anybody wants to call in, test out this mixer. I know Judy is okay in Canada. Hello, Luke Rich. How are you today? Anybody give me a call around the USA? Give it a little test, hello test, on this new audio mixer. I know it works for Judy in uh, in Canada, no problem there. But I miss my Oak Island nights. Like I said, I don't get into that Skinwalker Ranch with all the wormholes and things of uh, worldly natures. It don't do anything for me. But we'll talk about uh, the lost gold of World War II if it comes on. If it don't come on, I put a poll on there. You guys just want to talk about Oak Island. It's fine with me. But we need some convo. We need some back and forth. Otherwise, I'm just talking to myself in circles. But I thought I'd pop on, put my yellow or gold T-shirt on. And uh, go from there. Whatever happens, happens. But uh, like I said, I, I was talking to Peter Emmonston about two weeks ago. And I had this from years ago. And it's just unbelievable that they're just getting to it now, you know what I mean? With the stone road. Even though they know the stone paveways were there, 
since 1795? It's unbelievable. Let me put this up. This is the grid pattern that the seismic testing was done. And there's all the boards and the plywood to put all the sensors in. And people keep on asking me about the lines. Hi, Mike. At the end of the loss, we indicated that they'd be focused on a different island. Yeah, they said that until they're waiting for permits, I guess. <clears throat> but I keep on getting questions about the lines. Well, the lines were there before the seismic testing. No. You go back and look at swamp pictures. There was no lines on the west side of the swamp. Not until seismic testing came in and did their 2,000 little explosions to see the seismic anomaly in the swamp. So that's for all you people saying those lines in the swamp were there before the seismic testing. Nope. They caused all those lines because you can see the uniformity of the lines and all the little set-offs. So I just wanted to say that, that it wasn't natural. Hello, we are watchers. How are you? So those lines weren't natural. They were from the seismic testing. On the west side, where you see more vegetation on the left there, those lines there. So we got that question answered. The money pit to the high anomaly. And here they are uh, doing drill test holes on the floating drill rig in the swamp. Then I was wondering about Mercy Point. I know they dug around. This was not the eye of the swamp. This is where Peter pointed out Mercy Point. May be an entrance to a tunnel. But yet, I have heard nothing about them digging out Mercy Point. Have you heard anything about Mercy Point since Peter mentioned this and showed them so many years ago? I have no idea. I have no idea. So not only if they put up the coffer dam in the swamp, they want to do the lower southern east part. I would love for them to do the eye of the swamp and Mercy Point at the same time. But of course, they want to watch out if there is supposedly a buried burnt ship way below, 50 feet below 
and that wood they found towards the middle of season eight, that they don't chop it in half. But I think that could be just debris when there was no road in front of the swamp and the swamp was just a collection point. But when the tide came in and the tide came out, it was like a big washing machine. And Tanya, nope, that was the last time they dug there. Yeah. And Tanya, I even told them to, can we get one definite answer on one thing? Like a definite answer. Nope, there's nothing at Mercy Point. We dug it, there's nothing there. Okay, go to the eye of the swamp. Nope, there's nothing there. Okay. But when I ask him, Tanya, every time I ask him, even Smith's Cove, which was dug out to the bones, you know what they tell me? It's an ongoing investigation. And then Rod says, I don't understand why they're Waste all this time and money, just build a big metal box and start digging. When that's done, expand the box to the direction you want and add to the box. Yeah, when I worked construction, when they had to do sewer lines, they had the support box that you were in. The deeper you went, the bigger the support box, which obviously holds the dirt back on each side. But it's probably too wet, too muddy, and too deep, well, Rod. You know, 180 feet, you're in a different ballpark here. Even the swamp. Like you saw, if you saw, when Billy was digging out and they found that piece of log, wood, or whatever, it was just caving in on itself. Just too mucky, murky, mucky. And that was only 10 feet deep. You have to stop the water first. Otherwise, you get nowhere. You up, Tanya? It's an ongoing investigation. Mercy Point, the Behringer survey. 10X, they want to resupport it and drop a sensor down there, 180 feet, to look for voids at depth, which makes sense. Instead of coming from the top down, let's go into 10X, use that depth of 10X, put a scanner down there, and scan at 180 and scan from there. Make it go through the dirt and look for voids at the 180 depth. I like that. And Mike, lot five could be the key, the missing pieces. The Laginis need to get this guy on board and the fellowship of the dig. Why is he hauling out? I have no idea about the guy on uh, lot five or if he has a price that he knows he's got him. I mean, if you owned that island, what price would you, uh, island, if you owned Lot 5, what kind of price tag would you put on there? You know, if that's an entrance to a vault, you can't put a price on there. Or just make a deal with them if something's found, you know what I mean? He'll never sell that lot. But if there's treasure found or a religious relic found, getting cooperation on that side, it's like if you owned that lot, well, you would want a piece of that action if something's found that something starts at lot five 
to go to the vault. You know what I mean, Mike? That's how I would look at it. I wouldn't sell the lot. And Ray, 10% of the gold or whatever's down there. You never know. You never know, Ray. And there's all the points. And Peter pulled up boulders, pulled up uh, rocks on these different spots. I think that was in season one. They dug up a flat rock. So he was right on. And here he is. I think that's at Mercy Point. And he told them this, you know, years and years ago, there was a stone in the ground when he was poking that metal stick down. But we got to wait for permits. Things are not done in a day. And um, this is what they do. They knew that paved road was there since 1795. We're getting more dates. I love to get the dates of those keg barrels they found on the side of the swamp. Exact dates, not exact dates, but, you know, carbon dating dates. So we got to get those. And right where you see that, in the middle of this picture, you'll see a stick. You see that stick in the middle of the picture? That's Mercy Point. So they know right where it is. Peter gave them uh, the coordinates of right where Mercy Point is. And that little stick you'll see in the middle of the picture, you'll see a bunch of leaves and a stick coming up about four feet. That is Mercy Point. So let's get it. So this year in the swamp, I mean, they got the, uh, looking for the tunnel on the southeast corner, lower. They got the wood that they found in the swamp. The railing, ship railing piece that they found in the swamp there, that 10 foot below sea level hole. They got Mercy Point in the swamp. And they got the eye of the swamp. What's that, like five things they can go after? And then Michael. I bet on lot five has the missing entrance, trap door, or the valve switch that dot to dot and Oak Island Research have theorized. We got to look. You know what I mean? If we saw that stuff, maybe the guy from uh, the owner of lot five has seen it. But a lot of people don't watch YouTube. I forgot his name, Virginia. Conrad Anderson? I don't know. I can't remember. But um, you know, and that's why I'm going to have him on my show. Of course, it's going to be live on my Facebook group where the 71,000 people are to give these guys a little platform so other people see it and maybe the right people 
even though it's another theory, believe it or not, I always got to put that in there. The right people can see it because a lot of people don't go on YouTube. A lot of people um, just go on Facebook. They don't like YouTube. So I have no idea. Eminem, not tunnel, caves with tunnels from them covered up by the swamp. Yeah. Yeah. Like they said, we have a solution channel that the pirate pirate disintegrates in the salt water, which makes tunnels. Mike, that's it. Robert Young. There you go, uh, Virginia. Robert Young. But uh, and like I said on the Saturday podcast, go west, young man. Go west. So I want people to look for any kind of information that we can find on whatever they found on the west side of the island. Obviously, the west side of the island is Lot 5, and he found a ton of stuff on Lot 5. Uh, he's got a page or something that I saw. But like I'm saying, that's why I think it's important for the theorists to never stop. That's why it's always an ongoing building progression. Mike Brahman sort of does the almost the same as Aaron. But Aaron can only say so much because she's part of the show. But Mike is like me. We can just about say anything. We don't have any non-disclosure agreements. So all our ideas, all his drawings, all his history, all his documents, all his maps that he goes by, he can show you where he got this information from. And Oliver's interpretation of the La Formula and Zena's map but yet, people say it's fake. The map is too new. That's not my place to do. People just try to knock people down. I knock nobody down. I shame nobody. I give everybody an equal participation on their beliefs. Then it's up to you to determine. Yeah, I believe these guys. Yeah, that's a good theory. No, it's not. I don't believe it. Everything's fake. So you have to follow a line of an open mind and just go from there. And Tom Burns, they need to be cautious in how they plan the big dig or even a small one. If they uncover something of historical or religious significance, governments will get involved and things will screech to a halt and the brothers will still be on the hook for the cost to that point. Yup, Tom. If they ever find a religious artifact, the bricks will be on so tight and that whole place will be fenced off, cordoned off, completely done. They know this. I mean, if we know this and you're saying this, they already know this years ago. When I had Vanessa from uh, Rock Equipment on, if you go back to the interview I had with her, I says, you have to have a plan in place in case the grabber goes down and comes up with like half the arc or something. 
there is a plan intact if something of significance is found. The government, protection, and the dig comes to a stop. If we see that, then that's it for the show until they continue. The uptime would add a new meeting to a lockdown. And this is where, you know, the History Channel knows if anything is found that could happen. Marty and Greg and the other investor who bought the island and invest all these millions of dollars know that can be a possibility. You have to have that possibility in there is if we do find something, what direction do we take? That's all on the board. We don't see it, but as me as an investor, if I bought the island and now have millions invested, and all of a sudden you pick up part of the menorah or one piece, screech, halt, done. And then the other countries are going to get involved. This is mine. This is yours. Just like Marty and Rick had a question and answer period on uh, what they have to do and what percentages they get and all the rest of it. It's all written down. Hello, Chris, the star man. I just hope it's not real deep. That would be tricky. Chris, what do you think of these guys that say this vault could be under bedrock? They say the channel goes from 40 feet down. Yup, Tom. They got to have movie, book, and TV rights tied up. They got to. You don't do this uh, half-baked beans. Everything's got to be written up. Movie rights, book rights, TV rights. Yep. Hello, Brenda. How are you? I hope not. Chris says I'm not. I'm not. Why they would have done that? Yeah. We have no idea. We have no idea. The depositors. I don't know how they did that. Not unless there's caves down there from the pirate being washed away through the solution channel. And it looks like they have it pointed down in the middle of the island, not even close to where the money pit is. Hello, Brenda. Judy's sister's in the house. Thanks for coming in. But uh, I don't know how the depositors even dug all this. Yup, Chris, I've been saying it for three weeks now. I think they need to look west first. Chris, the Starman Dona, my Starman. They're finding pieces and bits. 
on the money pit area. They found bone. They found parchment. They found leather. But that all could have been washed underneath in the solution channel. Just like uh, Dr. Spooner Silver. Where the heck is that coming from? And Tom says, I like the hard rock idea. Always have. Explains the need and the type of mining tools they found. Yeah, they're not in slush. But they said under the swamp, it's so thick with blue clay that they can go under the swamp now. Remember Marty saying that, Tom? That they can go under the swamp right now and do a tunnel, and it would be dry. I remember Marty saying that over and over, even though we went down 10 foot and all the muck was coming in and everything was falling in towards the end of the season. But I'm trying to think of, Chris, how much exploration? Now, you've been to Oak Island. You're in the top of knowing what's going on over there. Except for that map I showed that they were looking for shutoffs. Dunfield was looking for shutoffs on the west end. What else was proper on the west end, as far as you know, when the season started? Do you know? Hello, Professor Daniel Spina. Yeah, I just popped on. We caught Tanya from Portugal. I want to give them some live action. But uh, that's what I want to look into now. Everything that happened on the west side. What happened on the west side? That's what I'm looking at. And Teresa, bling. If you look at lot five, there is digging happening. There is also a video on YouTube, lot five. Right, Chris, that pit that they found in Dave's house that he saw was an indentation. And that was it. Hello, Cindy. How are you, Cindy? Tanya in the house. Yeah, Chris, that's all I can think of. As far as if they went west, what? So I'm trying to look into that. And I asked my members if they can look into that. Alrighty, Michael says, I wonder how many times people have asked Barkhouse to appear on podcasts or TV programs for interviews. Out of all the cast members he's never seen or spoken to, he has all the secrets. Yeah. Michael. Right, Chris. That's why I looked at the stuff on Lot 5. The uptime, the tunnel under the swamp can be the only segment of the solution with the blue clay. Yep. I hear you. Charles Barkhouse. Some of these guys, I am told, have such a tight non-disclosure agreement, some of them cannot even be on a social network. It's against their contract. 
Some of them have different. You know, like Steve and Laird and people up in Canada. They're on a lot of podcasts. I guess they have no problem. I mean, they got to watch out what they say. But as far as the top guys that I try to get, um, History Channel or whoever gives out the NED, uh, uh, non-disclosure agreements out of uh, Los Angeles, whatever they signed, everybody's different. They own them. They can't come on podcasts. They only can do their show. They only can do their products. They only can do their, not Twitter, but uh, their Facebook Oak Island only group. You know what I mean? And Cindy, did Gary find an encampment on the west side, found buttons, etc.? That encampment, oh my God, my brain. I thought that was just on the other side, just west of the swamp, not far, like near the uh, the forge there. I'll have to look that up. You know what I mean? So some of them tell me they can't even come on because of that. I talk to them, but they can't come on. And Michael, too many secret handshakes. Yep, he's he's watching the treasure. Charles Barkhouse. He's watching the treasure. They all have invites. They all have invites. And um, there's only so much they can say. Because everything's ongoing. How can you say anything if everything's ongoing? You can't finish nothing. They can't say and even after season eight ended, well, what can what can you say about season eight? Well, it's all ongoing. It's all tied in. The pathways are tied in. The swamp is tied in. The Berenger survey is tied in. What Smith's Cove's tied in. And Daniel says, Judy, it's where someone wanted the focus to be. They knew someone would trip the booby trap. Yeah. Yep. And Charles says it's there. Guys, how many times you hear this? Charles saying this. It's down there. We just haven't found it yet. Who's that remind you of? It's here, Jack, but we just haven't found it yet. Oh, my lordy, lordy, 40, 40. Yeah, I'm not sure on the spots, uh, Cindy. We'll have to go back. That's what I want my members to help me. I want to know everything west of the swamp. I'm not a researcher like these guys and everybody else in here. I'm just a visitor, a TV watcher of just that show. But I need your guys' help. I want everything that you can find west of the swamp. Not Lot 5, but everything else west of the swamp. Yup, Tanya, you heard him, right, Tanya? (laughs) Jack, it's here, but we haven't found it yet. Stay tuned for next week's show. The Curse of Oak Island will continue.
Yup, Tanya. Yes, Cindy, we got to find these spots and then put the lot number to them. Well, it was between lot 26, 28, 7, 6. That's all I knew on the west side was the lumber company. The lumber mill, but that was in the 1930s. You know what I'm saying? I want lots like 1 to 9 and 21 to 28. Everything west to see what's going on. Yep, Mike, the vault location seems to be around 8, 9, 27, 28, somewhere in that location on their theory with their coordinates, with their measurements. But except for the What am I going to say here? Lumber mill on the west-hand side. I want to know what went on on the west side. Forget the money pit. Forget the swamp. All from, like, when you see 928, 1 through 9, 21 to 28. West of the swamp. Let's go for it. Luke Rich, my Facebook group name is Quest of Oak Island. Let's look at this map for a second. And I want you guys to look at the west side. This is where we want to go on the west side. You know what I mean, guys? West side. Except for lot five. Let's see what we can find. And Cindy, what season did they start on Smith's Cove? Oh, my God, Cindy. I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. And Mike, did the drone footage catch any heavy machinery activity in the area? Not that I know. He's been trespassing. So that's the reason why I don't post his stuff uh, on my group. You can go see it on YouTube, but he's been trespassing on Oak Island, so I'm not giving him any credence to post anything on my group until that gets all cleared up, Mike. And, Teresa, it would be interesting to see what the fit 
to dot the dot plans look like on top of that lot map. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got that. Uh Teresa, I got that. Hold on. Let me get this one more thing out of here. And this is where we got to have questions for them guys Saturday. This is where they say the stuff is. Tanya says, Smith's Cove, I think it was season two in the bladder system. Thanks a lot, Tanya. Thanks a lot from Portugal. Yep, Michael, there's the uh, proposed vault in the middle there. How can I show this here? There you go. So, like I said, we want to look west. The money pit could have been a vent. The eye of the swamp could have been a vent. Or entrance to a tunnel with the blue clay. Mercy Point. Same thing in the swamp. But we had no answers from there. No answers. Yep, Mike, it is on lot five. If you see um, Mike's channel, dot to dot on YouTube, go there, click on it, and Oliver's, click on it. They explain everything to detail, which they will be doing here Saturday, in person, live. If that diagram is even close to accurate, the manpower to build it would be astounding. It's going through the whole island. Uh, Tom, could there be that much pre-existing tunnels underneath there from the pirate pirate being disintegrated from the solution channels? And if it's like a honeycomb down there, they just had to drill and dig to each spot. Could that be possible? I mean, it's 140 acres. This is what I was going to ask him. If you're digging the whole length of the island, or three-quarters of the island, oh, my lordy, lordy, lordy. You know what I mean, Professor? Look at a distance. How long is, uh, it's 140 acres, but I don't measure how long it is. What is it? Slave labor for a long time. Yeah. Tom, you must know. How far is it from Smith's Cove all the way across the island? Yep, Tom, and 200 feet deep. The only thing I can think of, it was a honeycomb underneath there. They couldn't dig all this out. But then what do I know? But this is what the map 
gizm in feet, the tunnels that were dug in feet. So this is the questions we'll get to them. And Dean Barker on YouTube, am I the only one who believes in the 1700s a group of people left a trail of historical items they inherited or purchased to enlighten searchers and thus be worthy of an eventual treasure? Could be. Could be, Dean. Yep, and Luke Rich, Ball Own, uh, Lot 6, 7, 8, 24, 25, 26, 30, 31, 32 in Bald Island. And there he is. Oliva is in the house. You're getting ready for Saturday night, Oliva. They got a lot of questions for you guys. A lot of questions, uh, Oliver. And I hope you'll be drinking a lot of coffee. I'll be getting in touch with you on Saturday. Make sure everything's working, Oliver. We got a lot of big questions. A lot of questions. Good to see you, Oliver. But uh, the main question is, how the heck can they dig a tunnel if these items are located, even though with instructions, from Smith's Cove all the way to Lot 5? Uh-oh, Oak Island Research says, yes, we've been preparing a surprise for all of you. Okay, just hope our uh, screen share works fine. We'll test out about 30 minutes before showtime, uh, Oliver. Uh, Mike's got my link. I'll send you my link. To the best of your ability, Oliver, I'm just giving you a platform, you guys, to proceed. And we just go from there and just have a good time. I know you're not going to have all the answers, but just explain everything that you did on YouTube, on my live show, because a lot of people don't go to YouTube. So don't think a lot of people have seen all your YouTube videos. When you come on here, you know, you're going to have to explain from day one how you got to all these things. And Tom Burns says it's a three-quarters of a mile long. Hmm. Yeah, Pat, they did their ancestors. Even their ancestors came to the island. <laughs> Oliver, this is going to be your first Facebook Live presentation. Make sure you put makeup on like me and put the grease in your hair. You know what I mean? Got to brush your teeth. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. And Judy says uh, they can't wait. And Teresa, we just got to see. Like I said, we got an open mind. I'm giving these guys a platform. This Saturday night, let them explain the whole the whole nine yards, how they interpret the instructions, 
how they got the, the footage uh, to measure these tunnels out, how they placed these all over the map. I loved it. You know, you can believe them or not. The thing, the maps are not real. The maps are real. It's just a great theory that I give everybody an opportunity in my group to show it out there. <laughs> no suit and tie, Oliver. Look at me. I got a T-shirt, but Sunday nights I wear my red shirt. I mean, Saturday nights, my red shirt, just like Tiger Woods. He wears red and black on Sunday for golfing. I always wear my red polo shirt on guest appearances. But uh, you'll do fine. You'll do fine. We're all easy here. We shame no one. My moderators will be on. I mean, we don't take any kind of sass, crude remarks. My group is not that way. I mean, I have 71,500 of the best people that I can imagine. They can go everywhere else, a lot of them. But they stayed with me. I'm pretty strict in my group. Some people don't like it, so they go to other groups, so they got bigger numbers. It's not how many members you have in your group. It's how many members respect you and how I respect them that makes the group. That number could be 71,000. That number can be 10,000. That number can be 500. That's how I run, run. That's how I run my ship here, and everybody appreciates it. Michael, send Oliver and Dot to Dot a T-shirt. Well, the only one that get T-shirts right now are the, all the cast members got them. Oh, the moderators got them. And people on the show, that made a big difference. That's it. That's special. I might send them. Don't tell them, though. Coffee mugs. Everybody on my show gets a coffee mug. A Quest of Oak Island membership coffee mug. And yes, Oliver, Olivier, even in France. And Teresa. Teresa says, I watched all of Dot the Dots and found out about you through them. That's how this process works. We try to help out each other in most instances. I'm in no competition with nobody. I do my own thing. People do copy me, but that's fine. They can go wherever they want to go and do whatever they want to do. That's fine. That's life. And Tanya, that gold color looks good on me. Yeah, but I don't. I wear polos on Saturdays. I got some T-shirts, but I don't have a big. This is not a money-making opportunity here. YouTube pay channel just to try to get some money to fix things that break down, and I make nowhere near 
when they take 30% off and only 10 people join and stuff like that to buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, chairs, uh, webcams, um, audio mixers. I started the studio on a shoestring. My old HP used laptop, used monitors, used and abused everything. I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would have almost 72,000 members be on YouTube TV. You know what I mean? And so many people depend on me to be on, to mumble around, that it just turned into this. It just turned into something that me being on helped people. Can you imagine that? I never thought in my wildest dreams. Then Oak Island Research. Michael and I have to earn it first. You earned it by doing what you're doing now and me inviting you onto my live show. By you being on my live show earns you a Quest of Oak Island membership mug. If I didn't think it was interesting, if I didn't think you guys were onto something, you know, believe them or not, guys, I understand that, I wouldn't have asked you to come on. And I hope it works out for you guys that once you do this platform, but don't forget, if they ask you on the show, you know, you know, give me a call. <laughs> and Daniel, the professor, I'm looking for the presentation. I'm completely open-minded. I think every angle must be pursued to find. Yeah, Daniel, I just love different angles, just like you when you're doing your post, and on the bottom you sort of tie it in. Well, could this be this and that towards the Oak Island um, situation? You know, we hear it from everybody. I just like it. And these guys, and if I know Michael, he knows how to do all these PowerPoints and uh, scanning things in. I can't even overlay a map on a map. That's how tech dumb I am. But I rely on people that can do this stuff that I can't do that I want to share with my members. You know what I mean, guys? What I think is interesting, I pass it on to you guys. Because you guys tell me how it is. John, nope, I'm not going for that. Yeah, well, you might have an idea there. But these guys, Michael knows how to do all that stuff. PowerPoints and share the screen so when he's talking, he can show things. I... I haven't even shared my screen on here yet because I'm not sure about copyrights, things I post in the Quest of Oak Island. Facebook group, if I share that on YouTube, it might be a copyright, and then I get a strike against me or something. So that's why I don't even do videos on YouTube because you get copyright things. So that's why you only see my face in screenshots. Because if you try to show some videos and stuff like that, it's all it's all crazy. But he knows how to do it, and I bet you they're coming up with a good presentation for Saturday night. 
because he's he's a pro at doing that, not me. I just sit here and talk to you guys and see what's important or not. Unbelievable. In Oak Island, Alberta. I'm honored, John. They're onto something. Yep, you bet. But uh, I just like new angles. I mean, we've heard it all. I get so many PMs on people with their theorists. Some of them are way out there. And I can't imagine how many they get. Oak Island tourists get. They probably can't even ever get to them all. You know what I mean? So it's just unbelievable. The scope of the information Oak Island must get is unbelievable. Yep, it's on Saturday night, 6 p.m. Eastern. Because it'll be 1 o'clock in the morning for Oliver. Really, we didn't have many viewers earlier on Saturday, and so my podcasts were pushed back to like 9 p.m. Eastern time. But I hope it's not too late for you, Oliver. I know 6 p.m. for me is 1 o'clock in the morning, but I think if we went on any earlier, you know, I like to see people uh, when they're live. Of course, they see this recording after we're live, but a lot of people want to see us live. John, from the professor, how much do you think they have found and explored that we don't know about? Thank you, Tanya. I'm glad I caught you, Tanya, in Portugal. I think they're pretty upfront, professor. What's TV worthy and what's not TV worthy is my question, not of what they found that we don't know about. The simplest things could be more important than the TV stuff. So if it's not good for TV, they're not going to show Gary picking up 100 nails. Good night, Tanya. Thanks for coming in. We'll catch you another time. But, uh, you know, the things that are TV worthy, this is what we see. We don't see Gary out there three days straight just getting nails, uh, junk. And then all of a sudden they find the button. Well, they're going to show the button. They're not going to show the rest of it. But I'm pretty sure they're pretty upfront with us. You know, they got a lot of stuff to go through. They got 20 years of Xena Halpern's information. 20 years of information, Rick Scott. They got 50 years of information in Dan's office. So right there, there's 70 years of paperwork. There was no computers then. Paperwork. And you have so many books written on Oak Island with more information from like interviews for the people that have passed that might have pertinent information 
that's not written down. So this information coming in from every which way. And now with the spoon or silver, I don't know. How can there be a truckload of silver sitting down there? Leaching out into some of these holes. But Dr. Spooner knows what he's doing. This is his expertise. This is what he does. So if he says there's a mound of silver underground, I have to go with him. You know what I mean, guys? Okay, Oliver. No problem. Yep, and Oliver says, I'll pay to spend the day at Oak Island Research Center Library. There must be so much information there. Yeah. Stuff is still in Dan's basement in his office. I don't think they moved all that out. I think the sister lives in Dan's house still, but I'm not sure. I used to talk to David, but he's off of uh, social media. You don't respond to him in nothing. Nothing. So I think his sister's still living in Dan's house. And I'm pretty sure Doug, any chance he has, he's the research guy, is in Dan's basement constantly. And Judy says she would love to go through Zena's paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. And then drum bass, YouTube site. Thanks for coming in. Silver, if anything is down there, it's Templar. Yep, could be anything. But I'm going by Dr. Spooner's analysis of the water samples in C1 around the Woman's Monument and then more southern past the parking lot where the highest concentration of silver was found in the holes that had been past drilled. Yep, she uses it as a summer home, yeah. But I'm pretty sure they gave uh, Doug the key to the office, no doubt. Yep, Michael, there must be a list of people waiting to get their hands on the archives. Yeah. I mean, they got to be looking through the stuff all winter long. Making sure they don't miss anything. It's just unbelievable. And um, I don't know. We're eight years in. You know what I mean, guys? We're eight years in. If we get season nine, there should be a season nine, but what do I know? I haven't heard a thing yet. And uh, we'll go from there. We know they got to put the coffer dam up in the swamp. I already told you three areas of the swamp, the eye of the swamp, where the wood was, the lower southeast corner, looking for tunnels, Mercy Point. We haven't touched any of those yet. The snowbirds, yeah. Drum bash. You wouldn't go that much effort to bury silver. 
But drum, think about it. If there's silver, there's what? I mean, I'm not no pirate. I'm not no Templar. But if I get a sniff of silver, there must be gems, religious artifacts, and gold. My own personal opinion. Yep, more trucks are going on the island. The TV crew is probably getting on the island. But uh, like I said, they gave us a pretty good season eight, shortened season. They're in the same situation now. So uh, as long as they don't give me any gold doorknobs and uh, shopping cart wheels, I'll be good. You remember that spiel, right, Judy? They showed us that copper that gold knob in the beginning of the season. It had me going. I pumped it. I pumped it, and I pumped it. Of course, I don't know what it is. I just go by what they show us. And it's a gold doorknob off a jewelry chest. They got to say jewelry chest. They got to say treasure. It couldn't be just a gold knob off a, a drawer in the kitchen. Plus, that Sam Ball's lot. We found that button, like the Professor Spino explained what that button was, but really not much at Sam Ball's foundation. Ray D., yeah, interesting. Watched the Ghost of Bacon's video the other day. All the ciphers of it. Yeah, my main man, Jake Roberts. Unbelievable. Chris Dona, the Starman. Jeffrey Irving. Corian. Christopher. Chris, the Starman. You know? It's just unbelievable. Hello. Who is this, John? Hello, this is John. Who am I speaking to? Uh, yeah, this is Dave. Uh, is this live or this is, you, uh, this, this is live. You're on live. Oh, <laughs> that's great. I like your show. Thank you so much for your show. Well, I thank you. You're Dave. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about Oak Island. Uh, I have my own, the- I've been developing my own theory, but you know, I, I mean, what do you do? Who, who do you even tell, you know? Well, right. if you got a theory, I mean, you can print it out and stuff, and you give it to Oak Island Tours. That's what Marty and Craig own, and they decipher uh-huh. if, and they decipher if they want to uh, use it or not. You know what I mean? Right, right. What's yeah, your idea? And like you, so many people have. There's like thousands and thousands and thousands of of uh, theories you know yeah i get them i get them myself and i go i can't go i can't even go through them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i watch dot to dots channel and i watch um uh what's the other guy uh oak island research and dot to dot are working together in tandem i i I just love what they're they're doing and they're going to be on live on my show next this coming saturday and i can't wait yeah i really I really like their uh, their ideas. You know, um, Dot to Dot had me going there for quite a while, man. I mean, 
it gets pretty convoluted. Um, the angles and the feet and the translations and, you know. Yeah, but Dave, Dave, where are you going to get like dot to dot in Oak Island Research where they get their information from history? They get information from maps. They get information and directions from a decipher. You tell me a researcher that gets all that, except for Aaron Hotland, of course. You know, when you're taking things off of maps, off of interpretations, and actually putting it down, that's the part I like. You know what I mean? Go ahead, Dave. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I mean, uh, um, uh, at the very least, they're attempting to solve something, you know? And, And just think about, just think about how, how complicated, if you just look at the cipher part of it, with, I don't know if you're familiar with Buff Perry and his research on the Shepherds of Arcadia. And I mean, oh my God, you're talking about NSA code breaking. All right. You're talking about, you're talking about encryption. That's, that's just really, it's, and, and if they have created these maps and, and the other information in such a manner, it, it would literally take a team of engineers and it's got to be a government that did it. I mean, at this point, you just look at how many people have been on that island. Oh, my God. I know. I know. It's unbelievable. But um, And the people, the people that are involved, are, that's, that's really how my theory, how I develop my theory, is uh, uh, relationships between some of the people that are involved. <clears throat> And, uh, but honestly, if my theory is correct, I don't think we'll ever see the end of it because it'll be a treasure that'll be one that can't be announced. Right. Now, what does that mean? Well, I mean, just face it. Let's face it. Um, if they said that the aliens, the aliens were true, you know, tomorrow they said they had proof of aliens, you know, it would change the whole it would change the whole diet, you know, change the whole revelation of mankind, right? <clears throat> you know? Right. But uh, sort of. as far as I go, my own personal opinion with like the alien theory and all that stuff, uh, it doesn't go through to mm-hmm. me at all. You know what I mean? It's my own personal opinion. No, no. No, no. Um, uh, well, okay. Let's uh, just to put it. Okay. Let's go back to another theory. Let's say, let's say it was the, Cremona documents, right? Here right? we go. And yep, it cha- and it challenged the the uh, the belief, the typical customary beliefs of Christianity. Right. Okay. If they, if they, just think if tomorrow there was a document that said, you know, Jesus Christ had a wife and she was just as powerful as he was. You know, just imagine if if there was some tangible evidence of something like that. I don't think that it could come forward so simply. You know? Yep, and Oak Island says, uh, Oak Island, uh, Lolliver on Oak Island Research says, I don't know if you can see the chat. I agree, Dave, on the phone. This needed planning, uh, logistics, execu- execution, et cetera. Yeah, you know, yeah. I had this one theory. You know, you know what somebody told me that's buried on the island? I thought was not weird, but I never thought of it. You know what, that, mm-hmm. you know what they told me? Mm-hmm. The wood from the cross. Yeah. The actual cross 
wood is buried on Oak Island. So I get a lot of things like that too. Like what's, what's there? You know what I mean? People say the Ark of the Covenant, the menorah, but I never heard mm-hmm. this person, which he told me, he says it's the wood from the cross. And I'm going, well, could be. Well, I don't very know. Close. In my opinion, he's very close. Um, because, okay, I'll just come out and say, you know, I believe that the Ark of the Covenant is there. Okay. You and my buddy, um, uh, Jeff Irving, I got a good friend, Jeff Irving. He, he's a fantastic guy. Mm-hmm. He was on the show. I believe the tar pit and the, all the roadworks and everything was because they had to have somebody from the tribe of Levi touch the ark. Because if you believe the story, if you've read the story of the ark, <clears throat> not just anybody can touch it. Now, those people from the tribe of Levi, or, um, were they, I think they may even been blacks. And um, that could tie into Samuel Ball. You know, was he a descendant of a person from the tribe of Levi that could actually access the ark? Because if you if you think about the biblical story, anybody who touched the ark died. Yeah, no, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, and so in my opinion, the stoneworks seem to be a way to protect themselves, or maybe even the tar might be a way to protect themselves while they're either accessing the ark or opening the ark or. Something like that, in now, my you, opinion. Now, Dave, you say the tar? What did you say? The tar. You know, the pine tar pits? Oh, the pine tar. Okay, I got you. Go ahead, Dave. Yep. In my opinion, that's some way to seal themselves or protect them away away from the, the, uh, the power of the ark, you know? Uh, and somehow, I, I'm not sure exactly how. You know, they had to carry the ark on poles. Right. But uh, my question, too, Dave, is like, uh, why have a religious uh, artifact, say the Ark or the Menorah or whatever, bury it so Mm -hmm. deep, bury it so deep? If you wanted to start a new church, a new religion, why would you put it in a spot that you can never get it out of? And that's what Dot the Dot and Oak Island Research are showing. They can go into this vault, go in and get it out to the certain amount of people who were aware how to work this contraption. You know what I mean, Dave? Go ahead. Well, there's there's uh, one thing that I found out in my research was that uh, the things that are in the ark them- itself, um, the rod of Aaron is in the ark. Now, what is exactly the rod of Aaron? I have no idea um, what you're talking about. Uh, well, okay. Are you familiar with the Bible at all? Sort of, but not not as detailed oh, okay. as everybody else, but Dave, sorry about that. Okay. There, there's a story, okay, in the Bible, and it's Moses, and he's got a rod, okay, that staff, and it's the same staff that he used to part the Red Sea, right? It's a, it's his, it's his symbol of power, right? I got you. I got you. Okay, so Moses goes up before uh, the Pharaoh, I guess it was, and the Pharaoh's magician throws down his staff and it turns into a snake. Gotcha. Right? Now, everybody assumes that it was Moses that threw down his staff and it turned into a snake and it ate the the uh, charlatan or whatever snake, you know. But it was 
if I got it, if I got my research correct, it was Aaron's staff. Alrighty. And uh, Aaron's staff was actually in the ark. And here's the thing about Aaron's staff is it might be more valuable than a treasure because anyone in possession of Aaron's staff will not lose in the, in the court of law. Mm. So if you have that staff, you have indelible powers of attorney because it's something connected. It's a covenant through the Lord or something that that staff, for some reason, represents his authority here on earth. And so my opinion is that groups of people have been accessing that staff to create, to win in illegal battles. Huh. What about, I thought the Ten Commandments, the stones of the Ten Commandments was in the ark. Where the heck do I get that from? It is. It is, it is, but it's one, that's one of the things that's in the ark is the staff. But, but yes, the main thing that's in the, the ark is the, is the Ten Commandments. Right. But that staff, that staff is more valuable because actually you can take it and use it in any court of law to win any, any sort of lawsuit. And so what better way to rule the world than to have un, in, you know, undying end to the, legal it would be like having a legal a legal win anytime you wanted it yeah oliver in france says answering this question michael we will reveal what is inside they will tell us saturday night what the heck's inside the vault now how the heck oliver you're driving me crazy you're getting me more crazy than the show itself imagine that uh, I i'm not sure um, what's in there? It, he knows. Does he know? He said. He said. Can you hear me? Okay, David. Yeah. Yes, sir. He said. Answer in this question. Michael will reveal what is inside. Oh my lordy forty! Because when I had that picture of the vault from dot to dot uh -huh. and Oliver, I looked at the uh -huh. items that were drawn inside the vault of all subjects mm -hmm. of all drawings. Why do you draw one mm. like a bag, one like the end of a treasure chest? You know, if you had the Ten Commandments or a, sh a, 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 a staff or something, why would you draw these mm -hmm. three items inside this shaft? You could have drew any item in the whole world. You know, this is another mm. question. You know, this is, I got a lot of questions and my members, my 70,000 right. members on these guys. And I think it's so interesting to keep the mm. hype up on it that uh, I can't wait for their explanations. You know what I mean? Well, I've got evidence that proves that the La Formula documents and all of the searches are actually later searches. And, and it is these brotherhoods are going back and, and, you know, these are legends and it's like uh, Camelot, you know, it's, no one has the round table, right? But there's okay. a legend of it. Uh, Oliver, I'm sorry. I must have misread that. They don't know what's inside the uh, the vault. He was answering. Yeah, I, he was answering some other question. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know for sure. I suspect, if my theory is right, I suspect it's the Ark of the Covenant among a great treasure. Because you got to remember that the treasure was also buried in Solomon's uh, yeah thingy, and you know, I mean, his treasure was in there too. Everything was there, so. And I'm sure, and you, I'm sure and you think it's still there, David. You think it's still there? 
You still, still think it's in on Oak Island, still there, sitting there, waiting for us to find it? Um, no. You think no. you think uh, it's the gone? Ark has been, the Ark has been moved. Oh, it's still in the possession of the Freemasons. Right. Okay. And but actually, in in another group that's associated with the Freemasons, <clears throat> they have it. Okay. In my opinion, they have it. And then, so what we're looking at is, like you said, they're just watching over the treasure. They're what you call uh, custodians. Right. You know? So you still think there's, so some, there's type of, some sort of treasure on Oak Island oh, that yeah. Dr. Spooner says uh, he's got silver yeah. hits that are unbelievable. Where there's silver, there's jewels, there's gold. They're just not going to be silver, in my opinion. Right. Oh, no, I'm sure that, the, I'm sure that there's that there's treasure there. Uh, you know, if you, if you've ever researched captain kid, you know that a lot of people said that captain kid did this and captain kid did that. But one of the things that's really evident is that he had money. Yeah. Okay. He had treasure. I mean, there's no question that he had access to some gold, <laughs> you know? And so where did he get it? And did he do the things that he said they did? Because think about how how easy the news was manipulated back then. If we're looking at manipulated news now, yeah, just but, imagine how easy it was then. Yeah, but what do you think of uh, uh, Nolan's Cross? What's your opinion on Nolan's Cross? Nolan's Cross, in my opinion, directly links to other trees of life that are found throughout the United States. There are other there are other trees of life, and they may or may not. You know, I wish I had somebody who had cartography experience. I used to watch um, Court Lindahl, I think his name is. Yep, I know him. He's been on my show. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. I, I, if I had, if I could verify some of the things that I've that I've found, you know, or if I had, um. And a way to uh, research it beyond just being an amateur, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Oliver in France. Oliver in France, Dave, says, uh, but back to your initial question, what would you want to hide from the face of the known world at the time, but nevertheless mm-hmm. wanted to access it if needed? Mm-hmm. I, would, I would say, you yeah, know, it, if the Ark of the Covenant's there, you would hide that at that time. Because you wanted to mm-hmm. start a new world. You wanted to start a not a new religion, but that would have been the mm-hmm. start for the new world, Oliver. That's my own personal opinion. What do you think, Dave? Um, I, I I actually am uh I'm a bit of I'm out there on the fringes, man. To be honest with you, I think that the new world isn't new. I think the new world is the old world. I believe that the American Micmac Indians are Celtic. I believe our concept of what a Celt is is maybe uh, incorrect. Uh, I mean, uh, Scotia and uh, Scotland yep. and everything, our opinions of, you know, the indigenous populations might be incorrect. Yep, the Micmac. They got to know something over there, the Micmacs. Well, one of the interesting, one of the interesting threads that I found was that almost every single person that was involved with meeting with the Indians yeah. said that when they first met the Indians, that the Indians spoke a familiar tongue. 
that they had similar words, similar meanings, similar maps, similar flags and stuff, you know, hmm. that kind of thing. So when did they, when did, when was Oak Island? I think the date is way, way back. I think it's, uh, it's, it's Knights Templar or yep. pro- possibly Rosicrucian around the area of 1000, I would say. 81,000, probably. Oh, my God. The initial. The dates, though, we only can go by the dates. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. as far as us as viewers, as far as us as getting knowledgeable, like Greg Tester mm-hmm. says, he can only mm-hmm. give us dates. If you find an artifact, you can dig for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. You don't find an artifact. You can't date it to nothing. You know what I mean, Dave? Well, that's true. That's true. And they and they have they have done a lot of dating. And and here's the thing that I saw as the progress of the show went, as as the politics changed, okay, then the dates started being a little more fuzzy, because I believe it's something like anything after 1750 is okay. But anything before 1750 is ancient and can't be disturbed. Is that the? Is that what they're sort of? The but government? Uh, the government uh, is uh, very shaky, or the providence has different values. I mean, I'd have to ask Laird on that. But um, ah. the dates are all over the place, and they seem to be getting deeper and deeper. I mean, we find some of them. Uh, Cannon legs are 1710 to 1720. Um, Carmen says uh, the Scottish oxshoe could have been from 1610 mm-hmm. to 1740. But then all of a sudden you find mm-hmm. something that's uh, the swamp. Dr. Spooner says it's made in 1220. Well, where the heck? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, and, all and of a sudden you're into the, the 1200s, and then um, it just flies all over the place you know what i mean and the lead seal oh, well, could be the, 1300s the lead cross the lead cross lead yep cross. 700 years old yep that's not something brand new and and that i mean you look at it and you think that's a christian item but it's really something really unique and different it it's it's not a christian cross it appear apparently it looks like some kind of a different kind of cross i guess yeah, but then also when they first found an OC one, David, I don't know if you, uh-huh. re- I don't know if you remember, they pulled up some wood on the drill, and it was uh-huh. dated, and it was dated seventeen oh six, and that's when the date started going really backwards. Not that Chinese cash coin that was dated four hundred BC to nine hundred. You remember that Chinese cash coin? I think that's fake. Yeah, I think people salt the island. Nah, they've probably been salting that island for a hundred years. You think so? Maybe. I know if I was walking around and I had a, I don't know, they found a, a $1 piece that was from the 1900s. I saw that. That was pretty juicy. It looked like somebody, it slipped out of somebody's pocket or maybe somebody threw it into the swamp, you know. What was that, in the coin? Yeah, that, the, the, I think it was a $1 or half dollar. Yeah, okay, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Uh, but then. The only thing we go by also to get some factual dates is like the charcoal they found on the island, the burnt charcoal. Oh, yeah. The burnt charcoal mm-hmm. was like 1320 to 1440, you know what I mean? The charcoal they can date. And they got to date that other charcoal, but uh, that's all we can go by, you know what I mean? 
And as the trying to find yeah, the dates it, in the Templars, you got to find them dates that go back to 1100, uh, 900 AD. They said that ship piece of wood was what, 900 AD? Oh, man, they want us to believe that people in the past weren't as smart as us or as resourceful or as refined or anything. But I think that the, the people from our past, our ancient ancestors, they were. They weren't eating McDonald's. They're on the ball. You know? They were on the ball. They were on the ball. Yeah, they were. They were drinking pure water for the most part and eating really healthy food. And I don't think that they were lacking as as lacking as we think that they might have been. You know. Right. And then uh, my professor Daniel Spino says maybe that was Marty's loony coin. He dropped it down an H eight hole, and um, mm-hmm. it traveled ten to twenty feet. So that's how we found out there's a solution channel underneath the money pit that the seawater mm-hmm. the sea degrades the pyrate. So there's like a little river going on down there. So when he dropped the coin in H8 and then they dug out another spot near H8, the coin moved uh, 10 feet. Maybe that's the coin you're looking at, the 1900s. Otherwise, I don't remember no other 1900 coin. Uh-huh. Maybe something like that. But what about the fact that the island is like 400 feet? Uh, the shoreline is like either gone or as is, is I don't know the 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 tides the ocean levels have changed. Is the island bigger or smaller? I never really could figure. Smaller the where... island the island smaller, and when they dug out Smith's Cove, the elevation mm-hmm. was at six foot below elevation. Uh, when they dug, mm-hmm. dug out uh, Smith's Cove, and the paved area in the swamp is between two feet and three feet below sea level, right on the paved area. And, of course, they say, you know, it tells us that, say in average, David, that the island, it's six foot less of water. You know what I mean? It's six foot difference right now. There was six foot more of water, or mm-hmm. less less of water, six foot less of water at that time mm-hmm. period. Yeah, so the island was a lot bigger. Yeah. Right, correct. I mean, the ocean's always rising, you know what I mean? It's never going to go down. It's always rising, you know? And whatever happened, whatever happened with all of the markers that were in the water that they found, and they they couldn't go back because the antiquity laws, right? Right. They can't touch anything down there, but Laird told me it would be a quick permit to do an archaeology uh, survey of the stones, if there's angle stones down there or wharfs into the bay. But they can't touch anything. They already can film it. So they were just looking for uh, sand balls. He had two big wharfs going out from his islands, and one was a small wharf and one was a gigantic wharf that they think Captain Anderson had the bigger wharf to have big ships coming in. Was that to just offload and load uh, cabbage? Who the heck knows? You know what I mean, David? Well, I think it wasn't, and I think they had a really brilliant way of um of of you know here's the thing if you if you had okay let's just say you found a big bag of money you're walking down the street you found a big bag of money right okay you would you or i would probably just report that we would we would probably be fearful and and uh want to get it back to whoever it belonged to right? yeah right but just imagine 
if the money didn't belong to anybody. Just imagine if you stumbled onto a shipwreck, right? And you had all this, you had all this money. Now, would you go into town? Would you go into town with a handful of of gold coins? Nope, I'd bury it someplace. It'd be pretty problematic, wouldn't it? Because <laughs> you'd need to explain <clears throat> how you possessed all that that new newfound wealth. You right? got it. You Your got friends. it. Well, there's an expl- There's a way. So some of the biggest players in the United States of America, some of the biggest players, are involved. Okay, and they have a way to make money. You know, let's face it. Look at. Um, uh, one person, a politician, he he his son wanted to paint three paintings for one point five million apiece, and so but he can't accept money politically, but he can sell a piece of art for one point five million dollars. Right, it's a booger, it's a booger smeared on a page. Okay, and he's selling that for one point five million dollars, and we're supposed to believe that the buyer who can remain anonymous due to the law isn't just giving that person $1.5 million. Yeah, it's all kinds of crazy how people, uh, you know, they hide their wealth. And if in the old days, if you found something like that, it would be in a barrel, a rain barrel next to your house till you figured out how to to, uh, do your wealth. And you would move out of that area very quickly to hide anything that you found. Well, David, I want to thank you so much. I'm getting kind of tired. I thank you for calling in. And it was great talking to you. You too. All right, thank you, thank David. Bye bye. Yeah, yeah, and um, please, uh, please tell Oliver and um, uh, what's the dot to dot. Right. Thank you so much for the research because it's it's really fun and entertaining. I'd I'd love to call in again or maybe maybe join your group. I'm not on Facebook. Are you on Facebook? Yeah, I got, uh, I got I got I got almost seventy two thousand people on my Facebook page. It's called Quest mm-hmm. of Oak Island. On the Facebook, Quest of I Oak Island. Have a, I don't do a Facebook. That's the thing. Um, is there any other way to join your group? No, nope. just join my YouTube no. group. Just this YouTube group, uh, Q-O-O-I. And that's as far as okay. I go. All right. Well, that's good enough, man. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much. I thank you, Dave. And Oliver's in the chat, so he heard you. So uh, I thank you All for right. I thank you for uh putting a shout out to him like i said we'll be live on youtube saturday night 6 p.m eastern time thank you dave uh-huh i definitely want to reach out to oliver because and part of my research is people uh that were of dutch and and flemish origin and they they were doing a lot of research the same exact thing he's doing in fact so, he's, he says uh, he's, he, he says from france uh thank you dave that's what oliver's telling yeah, you right okay now. All right. All right. Have a great one, man. Thank okay. you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. You guys hear all that through my new phone mixer? I couldn't get to chat, but um, a lot of information out there. But um, unbelievable. Well, guys. Get ready for tonight. I don't know what you guys watch on History Channel. We'll see you Saturday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Long as uh, all our technology is working fine. 
And Judy says, okay, okay, Barbara likes my T-shirt, but it's too hard for me to do phone talk and look at chat, and I get lost over her. And uh, I appreciate you all you guys seeing this quest quick, my quest quick early show. Everybody be safe out there. But remember, always go forward. You may get a setback, you guys, but always go forward. That's what I tell Tammy. Go forward. You believe in your dreams, no matter what situation you're in. No matter how old you are, you go for it. You stay positive. You be mentally tough, the best of your ability. If you can't, get help out there. We had a great convo. We had a phone call. It was a great night. Again, I thank you as members. You guys make the group. You guys make the chat. I thank you so much. You stay safe. You be positive. We'll see you Saturday night at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you all for joining me tonight. All of her. I'll be sending you the link, you and Mike, Saturday before 5.30 p.m. Eastern time to set everything up. And Don Frisk in Sweden, thanks for coming in. We should have a great time. You guys make the group. I don't make the group. You guys make the group. And uh, I thank you so much. Have a good night. Watch the History Channel and have a good time. Bye-bye.